Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host Connor and in today's episode we have something very exciting. We finally have the full card list for the first English set release for the Digimon card game, that special booster version 1.0. These are the cards that we're going to get. When the game officially releases in January 2021, these are the cards that we're getting with the special early pre-order coming at the end of November. These are the first English language cards that we get our hands on, that we get to play with. I'm super excited to talk about it. Unfortunately, because of the length of this show, we won't have time to talk about every card. I'm going to put a link to the card list in the show notes, so if you're interested, please peruse your leisure, go through, check out all the cards. Everything in here is really sweet. I'm just going to pick out the cards that I think are worth talking about, worth having a bit of a deeper discussion, the things that excite me. So we're going to jump right into our main topic. The first thing I need to say is that the opinions that I'm going to express today are my own. You might disagree with me, and that's totally okay. We all play differently, and we're bound to have differing opinions. All I can do is offer you my thoughts based on my own knowledge and my own experience. Hopefully you're not going to disagree with me just on principle, but if in your own gameplay you found that a card that I rate very highly just isn't very good, or if you found that a card that I undervalue is actually terrific, that is totally fine. And please, if you do find a discrepancy between what I think and what you think, feel free to let me know via Twitter, email, etc. I'll have all that information at the end of the episode and in the show notes. Firstly, I just wanted to give my general overview of the set. Now, we've already seen the starter decks. We've talked about the starter decks, the Gaia Red, Kakaitis Blue, and Heavens Yellow. None of the cards in those starter decks are going to be in this set, is the first thing we need to know. These are completely new cards that we haven't talked about yet. And not only are we getting red, blue, and yellow, but we're also getting green, purple, and black, which is very exciting. We're going to be seeing some really awesome stuff out of those three colors, and I'm looking forward to diving into them in a bit more detail the way that I did with the starter decks. So from first glance, and remembering that this is going to be an entirely new sort of a meta, we've never had only these cards in this combination before, so we're not entirely sure how it's all going to shape out. But generally speaking, it looks like red, blue, and purple come out really strongly in this release with lots of support. Their main decks, their decks that have been doing really well in the tournament scene, in the meta, have most, if not all, of their key pieces, so those colours come out really strong. Black is sort of mid-ground, you could make an argument either way, I feel, and then yellow and green seem to be just not as strong, not as supported, they're missing a few key pieces. Yellow notably doesn't have Shine Greymon, despite it appearing on the box art, and green doesn't have Argomon, it doesn't have Serismon, so it's lacking a few of those key pieces for green strategy as well. Another thing to note is that we're getting some keywords in the set that weren't really seen in the starter decks. So I'm going to go over those keywords and what they kind of mean at the moment. The first keyword that we have is jamming. And when a Digimon has jamming, it means that this Digimon isn't destroyed in battle with your opponent's security Digimon. So if I attack my opponent's security with my Digimon that has jamming and it flips up a Digimon, it doesn't matter how much power that Digimon has, my Digimon will survive that battle. It doesn't get destroyed. So this is obviously a really good effect. It makes attacking your opponent's security a lot safer because usually you don't want to do it too often because of the risk of losing your Digimon. You want to wait until you're kind of set up to go for the win. This means that you can be a bit more aggressive when your Digimon have jamming and not run the risk of just losing them outright, which is really cool. The next keyword is piercing. Now, 
Piercing means that when this Digimon destroys your opponent's Digimon by battle, it still performs any security checks it normally would. So if I attack my opponent's Digimon with my own Digimon, and my Digimon has piercing, then when my Digimon destroys the opponent's Digimon because it has more power, it will also perform a security check. Or if it's got security check plus one, it will perform two security checks, however many it would usually perform. So this is really cool. It gets around blockers. It means that you can sort of don't have to choose between removing a threat and attacking your opponent's security. You can do both. This is a really nice effect and it just kind of gives you a bit more power on the board, a bit more options, especially when it's on something that has a lot of power. The next keyword we're going to talk about is Reboot. Now, Reboot means that this Digimon becomes active in both your opponent's active phase and your own active phase. So, if my Digimon has Reboot, I can attack with it, damage my opponent's security, destroy my opponent's Digimon, what have you, and then when my opponent's turn starts, I make that Digimon active again, just like I would at the start of my own turn. So this is really cool, especially good when partnered with Blocker, obviously, because it means that I could use my Blockers to attack, and then they'll be ready to defend on my opponent's turn. It also means that my Digimon can't be attacked by my opponent's Digimon, because remember, you can only attack rested or suspended Digimon. So with the use of the reboot keyword, my Digimon becomes safe from attack by my opponent. Next keyword is D-Digivolve. Now, D-Digivolve is a keyword. It will usually have a number after it, D-Digivolve 1, D-Digivolve 2, etc. This means that you trash the top cards of one of your opponent's Digimon, so long as it is level 4 or higher, and it has Digivolution Source cards. So this sounds really complicated, but basically it's the opposite of that blue effect that we've seen that trashes the bottom Digivolution sources of a Digimon. This means that if I use a D-Digivolve effect on, say, my opponent's level 6, and it's D-Digivolve 2, then I'm going to take off the top two cards, and my opponent is going to be left with a level 4 Digimon. Now, notably, you can't D-Digivolve something that is level 3 or lower because level 2s can't exist by themselves on the battlefield. So don't use your D-Digivolve effects on your opponent's Digimon that are level 3 or they're level 4 or higher, but they don't have sort of any Digivolution sources. That would be a waste. You basically, you can't destroy an opponent's Digimon using this effect. You're just making them weaker. Still a really cool effect but just something to keep in mind that you're not actually removing the Digimon, you're just depowering it somewhat. And the last keyword that we're going to talk about is Retaliation. So Retaliation, um, if you've played Duel Masters, it's Slayer. If you've played Magic the Gathering, it's Death Touch. Basically, it means when this Digimon is destroyed by an opponent's Digimon in battle, it also destroys that Digimon. Now, this doesn't work out of the security. It only works out of the field, but it is still really cool. Really good on smaller Digimon because it sort of disincentivizes your opponent from blocking. It stops your opponent from wanting to just attack and destroy your own Digimon. And it means that they really need to think about when they're going to attack you with their larger Digimon. Because, of course, once their Digimon is rested, you can just send your level 3, your level 4 with retaliation after it and destroy it. So you're trading something that's really small on your side of the field for something really big on their side of the field. So we've seen that in the other games where this sort of keyword or their version of this keyword has turned up, this is a really good keyword. So it's exciting to see it in the Digimon game as well because it opens up a lot of other avenues of play. And with that, we're going to jump right into our card reviews. Now remember, I'm not going to review every card. We're going to rush through this a little, but if you want to engage with me on social media, I'm happy to talk more about these cards and other cards that I might not have mentioned today. And if I don't mention your favorite card or a card you're really looking forward to, then please do let me know. 
So we're going to start with red, and we're going to talk about the Digieg Bebidomon. Now, this is a level 2. It's a Digieg, obviously, and it has an inheritable. While this Digimon has piercing, it gets plus 2,000 DP. Now, I really like this because we know that the piercing keyword works really well with Digimon that have sort of a higher DP. So that's really nice. It buffs up your piercing Digimon. It means that it's going to run over the top of your opponent's Digimon. I also really like this because usually these conditional um, power boosts are sort of dependent sometimes on how many security you have, um, what your opponent has on the field, or on a sometimes effect that you've done. We see some effects that only occur if you've performed a certain action in your turn. I like this one because so long as you digivolve this dig this Digi-Egg into a Digimon that has piercing, it is going to have the power boost. You don't have to think about it too much. It's going to have that power boost on your turn. So that's really cool and really nice. Next Digimon we're talking about is Monodramon. And we're really talking about a cycle of Digimon here. We're talking about any of the Digimon in any of the colors that is a level 3 that costs 2 to play regularly and 0 to Digimon. Because these are really good for rush strategies, they're really good for strategies where you want to get through your Digivolution chain as quickly as possible. Really like seeing this. You're going to be playing a lot of these, you're going to be playing a lot against a lot of these. They're just generally pretty good, and so I just wanted to mention them. Now the next Digimon we're going to talk about is Argumon. This is Argumon BT1, sorry, 010. So this is not the starter deck Argumon. This is a different Argumon. 3 to play normally, 0 to evolve, 2000 DP. It has no inheritable effects, but it does have a main effect. It says on play. So when this card is played outright, reveal 5 cards from the top of your deck. Add one tamer card among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. So this is really cool. It means that you get to dig through for the tamers that are key to your strategy. If you have tamers that you really need to see, this is a good way to get to them quickly. Also, digging 5 cards deep through your deck. You're seeing a lot of cards that way. And you don't need to play too many of these to see the majority of your deck, which is really, really cool. You get to see a lot of the cards, and you don't get to pick them up, but you do get to kind of get an idea of what might be coming up. You say, oh, there are a lot of level 4s there, so I'm probably not going to see any level 4s for a while. You can kind of play around that. Knowledge is always really powerful, and this lets you sort of accrue a lot of knowledge, as well as the action of actually getting that tamer, which is really cool. Next card we're talking about is Dark Tyrannomon. We're jumping straight up to the level 4s. Again, we're not just specifically talking about this card necessarily, but more about the cycle that occurs in each of the colors. Any level 4 that digivolves for 1. Now, the Dark Tyrannomon itself has a play cost of 6 and 6,000 DP, but really what we're talking about is the fact that it digivolves for 1. Again, a lot of the more powerful strategies that we've been seeing out of the tournaments, out of the meta, are strategies called turbo where you really want to get up through your digivolution chain as quickly as possible so that you can play your sort of level sixes level sevens for really cheap and when you're playing that kind of strategy you need cheap digivolutions and it doesn't get much cheaper in something that's bigger than a level three than one to digivolve so your dark tyrannomons any other card that shares its sort of stats is going to be really good for that turbo strategy and as we've seen the turbo is a really powerful strategy it's really cool to be able to use not a lot of memory to get something really powerful onto the board you really want to be using these because it means that you get something really strong for very cheap you're getting a lot of value for not much of your resource and that's always going to put you in a really good position when you can do that 
Next card we're talking about is Metal Greymon. This is a level 5 now. We're up to the level 5s. 6 to play regularly, 3 to Digivolve, 7,000 power. No inheritable effect, but it has a main effect. When attacking, gain 3 memory at the end of turn, lose 3 memory. Again, there's a cycle of these. They occur in, I think, most colors, if not all of the colors. They're called the Memory Borrowers colloquially because you're kind of borrowing the memory you get three memory to play with but then at the end of your turn you also lose three memory now you might think at first glance oh that's not really good because you come out net zero but remember that once the memory moves past zero on the memory gauge and into your opponent's side of the memory gauge then the turn also switches so what the memory borrowers are really good at doing is not necessarily getting you ahead at resources but giving you a longer turn and letting you play more things on your turn so you attack with this you move the memory gauge up three towards your side and you get to play something bigger or more cards before you give over the turn to your opponent. So what you're really trying to do here is just to get the most out of your turn rather than necessarily um, trying to outvalue them in terms of resources, although it does help you to do that as well. Next card that we're going to be talking about is Garudamon. This is another level five. I really like this card. This is a seven to play normally, three to Digivolve, 7,000 DP. And it has this new keyword, piercing. So when this Digimon attacks and deletes an opponent's Digimon and survives the battle, it performs any security checks it normally would. It also has an inheritable effect. It says your turn when this Digimon is blocked, draw one. So I really like this card because it's forcing you to, your opponent to make some really interesting decisions. Red is the color of sort of power buffs so you can really pump this up it can run over your opponent's digimon and especially with that piercing effect it means you can destroy your opponent's digimon and still do some security damage the inheritable the inheritable excuse me is also really good because it means that no matter if your digimon is blocked or not you're getting an advantage if your opponent blocks you're getting to draw a card you're probably still getting to take out one of their security. You're potentially destroying their Digimon. This is just a really good attacking card, I think. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see this a little bit. I'm definitely going to try to work it in because I just really like the sort of mix of effects that this card has. Next card we're going to talk about is Skull Greymon. This is a level 5, 7 to play regularly, 3 to Digivolve, 7000 DP. No inheritable, but it has a main effect on play, so when this is played outright, not Digivolved, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with Blocker. Now this is a really good, what we would call a tech card. So a tech card is a card that you will put in your deck to deal with a specific strategy that your deck might be weak against, or defend against something that maybe you're expecting to play a lot against in the meta, or just in your sort of play group, you know that it comes up a lot. So Metal Greymon, obviously really good if you're expecting to come up against a lot of blockers. You're not really wanting to Digivolve into this. You're not necessarily wanting to Digivolve off of this. You're putting it in your deck because you say, I have problems getting through blockers. I need a card that I can throw down and destroy a blocker. That's what I need. So you see a lot of cards like that are like this that are kind of tech cards. They're not really core to the strategy. They're just there to deal with um, things that you might expect to be playing against. Now we don't know whether the tournament scene of Digimon is going to have sideboarding. If it does, expect to see this in people's sideboards a lot, I think, because it's not something you'd necessarily want to play with every time, but it is something that you're when you want it, you're going to really want it and you're going to want access to it. So if we're allowed to have sideboards, expect to see this. And I'll probably talk about sideboards and things in a future episode as well. 
The next card we're going to talk about is War Greymon. Now this is a level 6. It's 12 to play regularly, 3 to Digivolve. It has 11,000 power, which puts it in the mid-ground for level 6s that we've seen. It has a Digivolving effect, so when Digivolving, this Digimon gains security attack plus 1 for the turn. And it has your turn. This Digimon doesn't activate security skills on option cards it checks. So I don't think this is as good as the starter War Greymon. This security attack plus is only for the turn that this comes down Digivolved. So... You're only getting that temporarily, whereas with the starter War Greymon, you're getting that sort of permanently, which I like a little bit better. I don't like the fact that you've kind of, if you need to play this down for the body, but you can't attack that turn, you kind of just lose that extra security check, which is really annoying. It does thwart your opponent's security options, though, because it has that effect where they aren't triggering out of the security. And as we know, a lot of options get put into decks specifically, so they hopefully come up from the security as sort of defensive cards. So you want to play this with a lot of inheritable effects that add extra security attacks so you can take advantage of the fact that it is not triggering your opponent's options from the security. I don't think it's possible in the current set of cards we have, but if you can ever get jamming onto this as well so it doesn't die at a security Digimon, this could turn really cool because it's basically attack your opponent's security and nothing happens. You just get to get rid of their security. Unfortunately, I don't think there's any red Digimon that grant jamming, so that's a bit of a pipe dream at the moment. But look for this in future sets if we ever get access to jamming in red. Next card we're talking about is Volcanic Dramon. This is another level 6. This has... Let me bring it up. This has 11 costs to play regularly, 3 to Digivolve, 10,000 DP. So on the lower side for level 6s, it has security attack plus 1, so it just naturally has an extra security attack. But the reason you're playing this is it's on play effect. So when you play this outright, it says delete all of your opponent's Digimon with 4,000 DP or less. So you're really putting this in to fight against the rookie rush strategy, to fight against the strategy we're seeing where people play a lot of rookies, a lot of smaller Digimon, and just sort of go aggressive. When you're coming up against that strategy, you're playing the Volcanic Dramon, so you can say, haha, you've wasted a lot of time and energy putting out all of these Digimon, I'm going to get rid of all of them in one swoop. This is the closest thing we've kind of got to a board wipe at the moment. So this is another one of those tech cards, something you don't necessarily want to play all the time, but something that when you want it, you really, really want it. Last red Digimon we're talking about is Gallantmon. This is another level 6. Now this is 12 cost to play normally, 4 to Digivolve, so a bit on the expensive side for the level 6s we've seen. 11,000 power, it has a Digivolving effect. When Digivolving, if you have a red Tamer in play, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 6,000 DP or less. And it has, when attacking, trash one of your opponent's security cards for every 10 cards in their trash. So you want to play lots of destruction effects if you're going to be playing Gallantmon. You want to be destroying a lot of your opponent's cards so you can get their cards into the trash. You also probably want to play this with the Agumon we talked about earlier so you can make sure that you're getting a Red Tamer out to really take advantage of that um, conditional effect on the Gallantmon. Also worth noting that the security trashing effect on this card doesn't trigger security effects, so it kind of gets around your opponent's options. It gets around your opponent's tough security Digimon, which is really nice. Now we're going to talk about a couple of the Tamers. The first Tamer we're talking about is Tai Kamiya. Okay, so this is a four-cost Tamer. It's one of what we call the Memory Tamers. So it has the following effect. 
At the start of your turn, if you have two or less memory, set your memory to three. So there are a lot of tamers, one for each color, that have this effect. It is really good because it stops your opponent from sort of memory blocking you and leaving you with one or two memory. It means you're always going to get three. But the downside is that it does open your opponent up to bigger plays because they lose the option to try and play small and only give you a little bit of memory. So they're actually more willing to just say, well, I'll play my big thing since it doesn't give you any more memory than it usually would. I'll play this big thing that sets you at three anyway because there's no option for me not to set you at three, so I might as well. So it's a bit of a give and take on the memory tamer effect. It also has another effect. Your turn, all of your red Digimon with four or more Digivolution cards gain security attack plus one. So everything that you've Digivolved from a level two up to a level six gets security attack plus one. And of course, this also has the classic security effect for tamers, which is to play this card without playing its memory cost. Remember that these stacks, so if you can get a few of these ties out, you're going to be getting a lot of security attacks plus one. I think this is fairly conditional unless you're playing a really solid um, game plan that involves digivolving all the way up from two to six. But my main concern with this is that it's a little bit overcosted. Four is just a lot for a tamer if you're playing that strategy where you're trying to rush up through your digivolution chains. You don't want to be wasting memory that you could be spending digivolving getting a tamer out. This is often going to be your whole turn, and I just don't think it does enough, unfortunately. And the next tamer we're going to be talking about is Sora Takanoichi. This is a three-cost tamer. It does not have the memory effect of the tie, but it does have your turn when one of your red Digimon attacks a player. You may suspend this tamer to give that Digimon plus 2,000 DP for the turn. So this is really good for getting your Digimon sort of up and over your opponent's Digimon, up and over their blockers specifically. You'll probably want to play this with piercing effects. So this goes really well with the Garudamon, which kind of works within the lore, obviously, because Garudamon is Sora's partner. I like this a little bit better than the tie, I think. It's still a little bit conditional, and it only happens once per turn rather than being a constant buff. But I do like the fact that you can kind of lord this over your opponents and you can kind of activate this effect more than once if you force your opponent to play around it but then don't activate it because then you get to use it again on a different digimon which is really cool we're going to talk about two option cards today so the first option card that we're going to be talking about is gravity crush this is a zero cost option and it reads gain three memory at oh sorry gain two memory at end of turn lose to memory. So this is kind of a memory borrower on an option card. This is sort of Red's answer to Hammer Spark slash Vulcan's Hammer, which is sort of ubiquitous in blue strategies. It sees a lot of play in blue decks. This is obviously not quite as good as Vulcan's Hammer, especially because this doesn't do anything when it comes up out of your security, whereas the Vulcan's Hammer will give you to memory, often changing over control of the turn. But this does seem like it could be useful if you really just need to put yourself over the edge and have one big explosive turn. I think I'm going to play around with this a bit. I feel like I see where this could fit in. It's just going to remain to be seen whether this effect is as good on a option card as it is on a Digimon. And the last red card that we are talking about today is Shield of the Just. So this is a option card, six cost to play. It has a main effect, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 5,000 DP or less, or if you have a red tamer in play, delete one of your opponent's Digimon with 8,000 DP or less instead, and the security effect is activate this card's main effect. This is fairly expensive to play outright, but it's pretty good for the security, especially if you've got the red tamer set up. 5,000 DP or less will kill most level 4s, and 8,000 DP or less hits 
a lot of level fives. So it is killing some pretty important, actually game relevant stuff rather than being limited to getting rid of your opponent's smaller things. Obviously not quite as powerful as say Terraforce, which is just going to destroy anything outright, but could still be a good option maybe in some decks, maybe again against that sort of rookie rush strategy. But then again, you could just be playing the card that destroys two 4,000 DPs. I forget what the name is at the moment. I believe it's Giga Destroyer. So I don't think this is going to be good enough to see a lot of play, but I'm willing to be proven wrong is my stance on this one. That brings us to the end of the red cards. We're going to move straight into the blues. And the first thing we're going to talk about is a DigiEgg card. It's Oopamon. So this has an inheritable effect when attacking once per turn. If your opponent has a Digimon with no Digivolution cards in play, trigger draw one. So you're going to draw a card if the Digimon that has Digivolved from the Oopamon attacks and your opponent has a Digimon with no Digivolution sources. This is incidental card draw, which is really good. You're almost always going to see four of these in a blue deck. I think it's the best DigiEgg option that blue currently has because it just occasionally says do what you were doing anyway and draw a card. You're seeing a lot of that discarding Digivolution sources effect in blue and the Oopamon really sort of helps you take advantage of that. It's really good. Card draw, very powerful in any circumstance and Oopamon just gives you that for doing what you're going to do anyway. So that's a big win. Next card we're going to talk about is Gabumon. This is a level 3, 1000 DP, so as weak as you can possibly be, 0 to evolve, and it has an on-play effect, trigger draw 1. So when you play this, rather than digivolving it, you draw a card from your deck. This is great incidental card draw, and of course it's better than if there was an option card that says, um, 2 memory, draw a card, because this also results in a body that you can digivolve from. So... This is a really nice card. You're going to see this a lot, especially with some of the effects we're going to talk about later. You can see how you can kind of get into some cool chains with this card. Next card we're talking about is Mon Mon. Now this is a level three. It costs four to play regularly, one to Digivolve. So it's the rare level three that costs to Digivolve. 1000 DP. So again, as weak as you can possibly be. But what makes this interesting is the fact that it has Blocker. It's a level three with Blocker, which we haven't seen a lot of. Usually Blockers in the reserve of level fours and higher so a level three blocker could potentially be pretty good unfortunately very expensive to play and i find that blockers aren't as useful if you need to digivolve them up from a level two and then move them out because really i find that usually when i want a blocker i want a blocker now i need it and i feel like digivolving up a blocker is a little bit slow but that's my personal strategy i tend towards red and green so possibly i'm not the right person to ask about whether a level three blocker in blue is any good it could be good in a slower more controlling strategy i think our next card is gururumon this is a level four this is a sweet card it is six to play regularly two to digivolve five thousand dp it has no inheritable effect but it does have an on play effect unsuspend one of your digimon this is really cool. I've actually lost a game specifically because my opponent had this and enough memory to play it outright and then still attack me. Very strong and it combos again like the Gabumon particularly well with certain cards that we're going to see later. The next card we're going to talk about is Monzaemon. Now this is a vanilla level 5 so not a lot to write about home about there. 6000 power which is okay kind of in the mid ground for level 5s but and it has no effects. But the reason that we're talking about this is because it digivolves for two. It's a very cheap level five digivolve. This is what you're putting in your Omnimon Turbo strategy. Again, we've talked about the turbo. You want cheap digivolve 
evolutions to get up through your chains and Monzaemon is doing that for you in blue so you're going to see this as a four of in a lot of turbo strategies and that is why Next is Cerberus Mon. This is another level 5, 6 to play regularly, 3 to digivolve, 6,000 DP. No inheritables, but it does have a main effect when attacking twice per turn. You can unsuspend this Digimon by trashing 3 cards in your hand. Now, this can't be triggered unless you have 3 cards to trash. You can't just trigger it and say, oh, I've only got 2, so I'll discard my whole hand. You have to have those 3 cards. I mentioned this card not because it's good right now, I don't think it is, but because it feels like it has the potential to be good as we get more cards that utilize your trash and especially more multicolor synergy because this feels like it would partner really well with, say, the purple effects that want you to have cards in your trash, which we're going to talk about a bit later. So I mentioned this as a card to kind of keep your eye on as we get more cards released in the future rather than one that's good right now. And next is Metal Garurumon. This is a level 6. It's 12 to play regularly, 3 to digivolve, 11,000 power. It has, when attacking, play one level 4 or lower digivolution card under this card as another Digimon without paying its memory cost. So you attack with this card and then you play the level, a level 4 or level 3 that is under it for free. Notably, this does trigger on-play effects, so now you're starting to see what I meant when I said the Garurumon and Gavumon is good. So, your ideal play with this, attack with your Metal Garurumon, play out the Garurumon. The Garurumon's on-play effect activates, you unsuspend your Metal Garurumon, you attack again, then you play out your Gavumon from it and draw a card. So you have just attacked twice and drawn a card, all for free. Now you only get to do this once. And that's a little bit magical Christmas land, but I've actually seen it happen, and it is awesome. It feels so good. You also need to note that this effect is not a May effect. So when I say May, I mean it doesn't say the word May, which means that you have to do it if you possibly can. If you have a valid target when you attack, you need to play it out. So it's just important to keep that in mind. And the last, or second last, blue Digimon we're going to talk about is Metal Seedramon. This is 11 to play regularly, 3 to Digivolve, 10,000 power. It has on play, return up to two of your opponent's level 4 or lower Digimon to their hand, trash all the Digivolution cards of those Digimon, and your turn, this Digimon can't be blocked by your opponent's Digimon that have no Digivolution cards. So this gets rid of blockers, because most of the blockers in most colors in set 1.0 are level 4. And you should play this if you're going to play this card, you should play this in a deck that has lots of Digivolution card trashing. This is kind of another tech card. I'm not really sure where this fits necessarily, but just important to know that this is available. This is one of the sort of cycle of Dark Masters or level 6 cards that you want to play outright. So they're sort of powerful removal effects that you might want to have in your deck, but you really need to be considering, is this something I need? Because you can't Digivolve up to it and get the effect. The last blue Digimon we're talking about today is Leopardmon. Now, I like this art. This is really cool art. Again, make sure you look through all these cards on the link in the description because the hard art for this set, for this game, is just so sweet. Okay, this is 12 to play regularly. It's a level 6. 4 to Digivolve, 11,000 power. It has, when Digivolving, you may play one level 4 or lower Digivolution card of one of your Digimon cards as another Digimon without paying its memory cost. So again, you get to bring out, say, your Garurumon to unsuspend something, your Gabumon to draw a card. And it doesn't even need to be under the Leopardmon. It can be under any of your Digimon, which is really sweet. You do only get to do it once, though. 
And then on your turn, all of your level 4 or lower Digimon gain jamming, so they can't be deleted in battles against security Digimon. This lets you attack safely with level 4s and lower, where you might not otherwise usually. So this is really good in a strategy where you're playing lots of low-level Digimon and being aggressive. It might not necessarily be powerful at the moment, but definitely interesting to build around. If you're looking for something that's a bit more out of the ordinary, I would maybe go for a Leopardmon level 4 strategy. Now we're going to talk about one of the blue tamers, Joe Kido. This is a three cost tamer. There is only actually one blue tamer in the set. And it says, your turn. When one of your opponent's Digivolution cards is trashed, you may suspend this tamer to gain one memory. So it's three to play. And when one of your opponent's Digivolution cards gets trashed, you can suspend this tamer to gain one memory. Now again, that's something you're going to be doing a lot anyway in blue, so this just lets you get a little bit of extra value from it. It means that you get to do maybe one more thing on your turn, which is pretty huge. And of course, again, these stack. So you could be getting two, three, four extra memory, potentially. That's a little bit, again, as we say, magical Christmas land, but stranger things have happened, and you're going to be feeling really smart if you get that. And we're going to talk about one of the blue options, Boring Storm. Not boring as in, oh my god, I can't believe I'm here, but boring as in drilling. So it's one to play, main effect, trigger, draw one, security effect, trigger, draw two. Now I wanted to mention this mostly because it illustrates the power of digivolving your level threes because when you just play this from your hand, this is kind of just worse than digivolving into a level three because you're paying one, to draw a card but when you digivolve into a level three for zero you get to draw a card anyway but you don't get a body when you play this option card so it kind of illustrates how good the draw when you digivolve effect is if you are playing this you probably want it to come out from your security now i can see a use from this if you really want to get through your deck as quickly as possible so possibly in some niche strategies this is going to be good but i just don't think it's going to make the cut most of the time Excuse me, as I look over at my card list, I see that there actually are two blue tamers. My apologies. But now we are going to move on to the yellow cards. And the Digi-Egg we're going to talk about is Cupimon. So this is a level 2. It has inheritable skill when attacking. If you have 5 or more security cards, trigger, draw 1. So again, it's that incidental card draw for something you're going to want to do anyway. Which is in yellow, you're going to be wanting to recover your security so you're often going to have five or higher so this is just letting you draw a card for doing that which is really nice probably not as strong as the upamon but still really good next card we're talking about is padamon this is a level three it costs three to play regularly zero to digivolve 2000 dp it has on play reveal four cards from the top of your deck add all yellow tamer cards from among them to your hand place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order so this reveals four cards and you get all the tamer cards usually this type of effect will let you get one card or two cards but if you get very lucky this has the potential to get you three or even four if you're playing a particularly tamer heavy deck so this is moderately useful at the moment. Look for this when we get set 1.5 or we finally get Shine Greymon, which wants you to have a lot of tamers. This is going to be huge in that deck. You're going to see four of these in pretty much every Shine Greymon deck, I'm assuming. 
And the next card we're talking about is Labramon. This is a level 3. 3 to play regularly. 0 to Digivolve. 1000 power. No main effects, but an inheritable effect. Your turn. When an opponent's Digimon is deleted by dropping to 0 DP, trigger draw 1. Again, incidental card draw. Something you're doing anyway. Look for these effects because they're going to give you a lot of sort of value over the course of a game. They're going to give you a lot of card advantage over the course of a game because you're doing something you're doing anyway and then you're getting a card for it. So that's just going to add up over the course of a game. And it's those incidental little bits of advantage that are going to eke you out of victory in the end. Uh, next card we're talking about is Petermon. This is a level 4. 5 to play regularly. 2 to Digivolve. 5,000 power. It has on play. You may play one Tinkermon from your hand or recycle bin without playing its memory cost. And Tinkermon is a level 3, 3 to play regularly, 0 to Digivolve, 3000 power, and it's vanilla, so it has no effects. Obviously this works well with the Tinkermon. I mentioned this because I think this could be fun to build around. I think this could be something that's a bit of a weird strategy to try to get going. And it could possibly be good in a deck where you really need to get multiple Digimon out. Next is Magna Angimon. This is a level 5. It's 7 to play regularly, 3 to Digivolve, 6,000 power. It has on play, trigger recovery plus 1 from your deck. So you place the top card of your deck on top of your security stack. And it has an inheritable, your turn, this Digimon gets plus 1,000 DP for every 3 security cards you have. So this can give you an extra turn to turn things around. This extra recovery seems like it's going to be pretty good. This is kind of an emergency card. You play this down when you need the recovery. And it's nice because it gives you a moderate body, and then you can digivolve off of it later. Next card we're talking about is Seraphimon. This is 12 to play normally, 3 to digivolve, 10,000 DP, so on the lower end for level 6s. When digivolving, trigger recovery plus 1 deck, so the same effect as the Magna Angimon, except this triggers on Digivolve rather than on play. It also has your turn while you have 3 or more security cards. This Digimon gains security attack plus 1. So it's cheaper to get the recovery from this than it is from Magna Angibon, but you do need a level 5 to Digivolve off of. You're going to play, want to play with a lot of recovery effects to maximize the time that you're going to get that security attack plus 1, because once you drop this, your opponent's going to think, I need to get their security down below that threshold so that the Seraphimon is not as big a threat, because it doesn't have a lot of power, it's the security attack that's going to give it, sort of a, make it a threat, so... You'll play, want to play a lot of recovery so that you can maximize the time that you're getting that effect. Next is Magnadramon. This is an 11 to play regularly. It's a level 6. It costs 3 to Digivolve. 10,000 DP. Again, it's on the lower end. On play, if you have 3 or fewer security cards, trigger recovery plus 2. And when attacking, you may play 1 level yellow level 3 Digimon card from your hand without paying its memory cost. So you'll want to play plenty of level 3s with on play effects or that have higher than usual DP so you're getting a bit of value out of this effect and you'll most often want to play this card rather than Digivolving it. So it seems like it could fit pretty well in maybe a rookie strategy that's looking to play a lot of yellow level 3s. This is an emergency card, I need 2 security right now or I'm going to lose this game. The last Digimon we're talking about is Kentorosmon. This is a level 6, 12 to play regularly, 3 to Digivolve, 11,000 DP. It has, when Digivolving, up to 5 of your opponent's Digimon get security attack minus 2 until the end of your opponent's next turn. And it has, on deletion, one of your opponent's Digimon gets minus 11,000 DP for the turn. 
So when your opponent has quite a few Digimon out and is gearing up for the win, this shuts down their attack. Even if their Digimon have security attack plus one, this knocks them down to zero. So they can't attack your security, or rather they can, but it doesn't do anything. And they can't attack you for the win either. So this is a really sort of defensive card. It also dissuades them from attacking or destroying this card, because once they do, you're going to trade for one of theirs as well. Now the first team we're talking about is TK Takaishi. This is four to play. It has at the start of your turn, if you have two or less memory, set your memory to three. So it's got that kind of memory effect that we talked about with the tie in red. And it has on play, look at your security stack, then reveal one card in it and add it to your hand. And if that card is yellow, you can trigger recovery plus one from your deck or rather not you can, you do. So this is I think this is really cool. I think this is something that you should watch, especially if we get effects that let us manipulate the top of our decks because it means you get to put exactly what you want into your security. I also like this because sometimes you'll find that you get a Digimon that you really wanted stuck in your security. This can get that out in your time of need. You play this, you get out maybe the Magnodramon, you get an extra two security, whatever it might be. So I really like this, but I think it's going to be stronger later than it is in the 1.0 format. And the next tamer we're going to talk about is Kari Kamiya. It is three to play. It has at the start of your turn, if you have three or fewer security cards, gain one memory. And with all of these tamers, they have the same security effect, which is play this card without paying its memory cost. So if I don't mention that, that is the security effect. So this will give you more of a chance to come back when you're behind. And of course, the effect also stacks. So when you're sort of losing, you've got three or fewer security cards. This is letting you have bigger turns, giving you more of a chance to catch up. Now the options in yellow are a bit weaker this time around. Only one of them even has a security effect. And that is the one that is not the one we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about Blast Fire. This is four cost to play. It has a main effect, no security effect, but the main effect is change the original DP of one of your opponent's Digimon to 3,000 until the end of your opponent's next turn. So this can be used to destroy a big Digimon that's otherwise out of reach of your DP reducing effects. That's basically what you're using it for. You're saying, I only have the Kentoro Smon effect that I can trigger, and my opponent has something that's 15,000 DP, I'm going to set their DP to 3000 and then my effect can destroy it. Again, this was kind of the only one that I really thought was worth talking about. So that tells you what the sort of yellow option cards are this time around. Luckily, it's looking like from what we're missing, 1.5 is going to be really good for yellow. So that's something to look forward to. Next, we're going to talk about the green cards. And because... When I was talking about the starter decks, I only got to introduce red, blue, and yellow. As I introduce green, black, and purple, I'm also going to talk about the aesthetics and strategies of each of these colors. So green has plants and insects, as well as Digimon that are more primitive or nature-related. Green wants to digivolve quickly and often, so it's got effects that reduce digivolution costs. And it also has effects that get Digimon to your hand out of your deck. And the other main green effect is suspending your opponent's Digimon to stop them from attacking you or to open them up for attack. So the first card that we're going to talk about is Freemon. This is a level 2 and it has an inheritable that says your turn while your opponent has two or more suspended Digimon in play. This Digimon gets plus 2000 DP. Now remember with green you're going to want to suspend a lot of your opponent's Digimon so more often than not this effect is going to be active. 
The next card we're talking about is Palmon. So this is a level 3, it costs 3 to play regularly, it has 1000 DP, it costs 0 to evolve naturally, and it has on play, reveal 3 cards from the top of your deck, add 1 level 4 Digimon card among them to your hand, place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. So this wants to dig through your deck to get another usable Digimon, because it's a level 3, it wants to grab a level 4, so you can keep your Digivolution chain going. This is really good, it helps you to speed upwards through those Digivolution chains, which is really useful. Now, I will briefly mention Woodmon. This is the green version of the same blocker that we've seen in the starter deck, so each of the colours has access, access to at least one of these blockers. The next card we're going to go deep on is Kabuterimon. This is a level 4, 6 to play regularly, fairly expensive, 5000 DP, 1 to Digivolve. It has no main effects, but it does have an inheritable effect. Your turn, this Digimon gets plus 1000 DP for every suspended Digimon your opponent has. Now I really like this because it's cheap to Digivolve and because it has a scalable effect, which is nice. It's an effect that grows. It doesn't just have one setting or sort of on and off setting. This can get bigger in certain situations, which is really nice. So the floor is lower than maybe an Agumon that just says... This Digimon has plus 1000 DP, but the ceiling is way, way higher. Next Digimon we're talking about is Togemon. This is 6 to play regularly, 2 to Digivolve, 5000 DP, it's a level 4. When Digivolving, reveal 3 cards from the top of your deck. Add 1 level 5 or higher Digimon card among them to your hand. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. Apologies for my jingling cat. So this also, like the Palmon, helps you to move up really quickly through your Digivolution chains. Obviously the dream is that you play Palmon, reveal Togemon, Digivolve into Togemon, reveal a level 5, Digivolve into a level 5. That's a little bit magical Christmas, but it, this does help you to speed upwards to those higher level Digimon really quickly. The next Digimon we're going to talk about is Jargamon. This is a level 5, 7 to play regularly, 3 to Digivolve, 7000 DP. It has, when attacking, reveal 3 cards from the top of your deck. You can Digivolve this card into one level 6 green Digimon card among them without paying its memory cost. Place the remaining cards at the bottom of your deck in any order. So this is a really interesting effect. It seems like when it works it's going to be really good, although you have to remember that because you've just attacked with this card, the level 6 is going to come into play suspended, so you can't attack with it right away. This again feels like a card that's fun to build around, but not necessarily very good or very consistent. But again, I'm willing to be proven wrong on that. I'm definitely going to be playing around with this one. The next card we're talking about is Hercules Kabuterimon. Level 6, 12 to play regularly, 3 to Digivolve, 10,000 DP, a bit on the lower end. It has Piercing, so when it attacks and deletes an opponent's Digimon and it survives, it performs any security checks that it normally would. It also has another effect, End of Attack twice per turn, you can unsuspend this Digimon by decreasing your memory by 3. Now I wanted to mention this mostly because it's a little bit of a trap, it seems like it's it looks at first glance to be a bit better than it actually is. It's weak as level 6 goes, it's expensive to Digivolve, and it's expensive to activate its effect. Although piercing is a really nice effect and it does pair well with an option card we're going to talk about a bit later, Dimension Scissor. Next, we're going to talk about Puppetmon. Now, this is another level 6. It's 11 to play regularly, 3 to Digivolve, 10,000 DP. It has an on-play effect. Suspend one of your opponent's Digimon. During your opponent's next unsuspend phase, none of your opponent's Digimon can unsuspend. And when attacking, gain one memory. 
So this is a good card to sort of be a bit more controlling if your opponent has just swung out at you with everything they have and they're gearing up for sort of the final kill on the next turn. You can throw down the Puppet Mon and say, actually, none of your cards are going to be made active again. And then that gives you an extra turn to do things. It gives you an extra turn to maybe attack and wipe out their Digimon. Or it gives you an extra turn to get through with no blockers available because they're suspended and get through for the last few pieces of damage, which is really nice. And the last Digimon we'll talk about is Rust Tyranimon. This is sort of what everyone's talking about when they talk about their set 1.0 green decks. This is sort of the um, top-end piece for a lot of those decks. It's a level 6, 13 to play regularly, quite expensive. 4 to Digivolve, also very expensive. 11,000 DP. But it has your turn when you have a green tamer in play. This Digimon can attack your opponent's unsuspended Digimon. And your turn when this Digimon deletes one of your opponent's Digimon in battle and survives, suspend one of your opponent's Digimon. So this again pairs really well with Dimension Scissor and can kind of get through your opponent's whole field when you've got Dimension Scissor, this, and a green tamer. Really strong card. This is kind of what you're aiming to get to with your green decks in 1.0. Because it just it does a lot of things. It can be very controlling. It's really, when you've stacked the right inheritable effects on it, it's a good sort of endgame creature. We've got two Tamer cards I would like to talk about. The first one is Izzy Izumi. This has two to play and main. If you have a level 5 or higher green Digimon in play, you can suspend this Tamer to reveal the top card of your deck. If that card is a Digimon card, add it to your hand. Otherwise, place it at the bottom of your deck. Now, I like this because it's really good card draw in a Digimon-focused deck. It basically just reads, suspend this, draw a card. And it helps you, again, like green wants to do, get your Digimon into your hand, power through your deck really, really quickly. And the next card we're going to talk about is Mimi Tachikawa. This is four to play. It's a tamer. It's one of the memory tamers, so it sets your memory to three if you start your turn with less than three memory. It also has main. If you have a level five or higher green Digimon in play, you can suspend this tamer to hatch one Digi-Egg card to an empty space in your breeding area or move one level three or higher Digimon from your breeding area to your battle area. Now, this is really cool. It can be used to have a Digimon attack on the turn that it comes into play because hatching a Digi-Egg doesn't technically bring a Digimon into play. So in your breeding phase, you hatch your Digi-Egg and then you Digivolve it to level 3 or higher so that it can come onto the battlefield and then you activate Mimi and then that Digimon can attack right away. So this can be really good to get some strong combos going. Having played around a little bit with the green cards in set 1.0, I didn't put this in the original build of my deck, but I'm definitely going to add it. I feel like it's a really good effect you're going to want a lot. First option card we'll talk about is Flower Cannon. Two to play, main, suspend one of your opponent's Digimon, and security, suspend all of your opponent's Digimon without blocker. This can completely turn a game around when it comes up from security, totally halts an opponent's attack, really strong effect. And it can also be good when you've got a powerful Digimon out and your opponent's playing defensively, you can say, well, that's suspended so I can attack it. And the last card we're going to talk about is Dimension Scissor. I mentioned it a couple times in relation to some other Digimon. This is three to play, an option card, main. One of your Digimon gains the following effect for the turn. So your Digimon gets this effect. When this Digimon deletes an opponent's Digimon in battle and survives, unsuspend it. And then security effect, add this card to your hand. So 
basically what this means is if all your opponent's Digimon are suspended and they're weaker than your Digimon, or if you've got the Rust Tyrandamon, it can attack unsuspended Digimon. You play Dimension Scissor, you can wipe through your opponent's whole board. I've had this done to me. I've done this against people. It feels really, really good. It's one of those big blowout plays that I really love. Remains to be seen whether this is going to be good competitively, whether it's consistent enough, but I love it just for that one moment where you completely take out an opponent's board. That's totally worth the risk in my opinion. Now we are moving on to Black. So Black has virus and mechanical themed Digimon. So think robots and gears, etc. Black has plenty of blockers and blocker support and it makes use of the reboot keyword. It also likes to de-digivolve your opponent's Digimon so it weakens them by forcing them back down to earlier forms. The Digi-Egg we're going to talk about is Kapurimon. This is a level 2. It has an inheritable, your turn, when this Digimon has reboot, it gains plus 1000 DP. So like we talked about with one of the earlier Digi-Eggs, this is sort of a, a power boost that you don't have to jump through too many hoops to get. So long as you Digivolve this into the right Digimon, you're going to get that extra power boost, which is really nice. And Black likes that reboot effect, so more often than not, you're going to be able to get this. So this is a really good four of. The next Digimon that we're going to talk about is Toy Agumon. I love this guy. He's three to play regularly, zero to Digivolve. He's a level three. He has 1000 DP. He has no main effect, but he has an inheritable effect, Reboot. So you can give Reboot to any of your sort of level fours, level five, level sixes, which is really, really cool. Reboot seems to be a strong effect. Giving keywords as inheritable effects is really great. It helps you to customize these really awesome fives and sixes. And just the fact that you can attack and then re- or make that unsuspend is the word, unsuspend that Digimon. Really, really powerful. Next up is Chumon. This is a level three. It's three to play regularly, zero to Digivolve, 1000 DP. And it has all turns. Your opponent can't gain memory except with Tamer effects. So this, once you've got Chumon down, this effect is always happening. Your opponent can't gain memory except with Tamer effects. So your opponent's tamers can give them memory, but if they, for example, have Vulcan's Hammer, that will not give them any more memory. If they have Puppetmon and they attack, they will not gain any memory. So this locks down a lot of strategies. This is a really good controlly kind of a card to just deny your opponent resources. So I think we're going to see a lot of this as a response to any kind of strategy that's looking to abuse maybe Vulcan's Hammer or other effects to gain a lot of memory. Next is Greymon. So this is a level 4. It's 4 to play, 2 to Digivolve, 4000 DP. No main effect, but it's inheritable is your turn. While this Digimon has reboot, it gains jamming. So this is sort of a reboot Mandic card, which gives you jamming. So that frees you up to attack security and be aggressive early. This is obviously something that's really good to Digivolve from your toy Agubon. And then to Digivolve this into something else. Or if you want, you can also digivolve this into something that has reboot to also gain this effect. So it kind of works both ways. A lot of options to trigger that jamming effect. But obviously, as we've seen, once you've got that jamming effect on, it really frees you up to start going after your opponent's security without fear. Next is Andromon. This is a level 5. 7 to play, 3 to digivolve, 7000 DP. It has no inheritable, but it does have blocker. So this is a really big blocker. Again, this shows kind of Black's affinity for blockers. If you've digivolved up from Toy Agumon, this is really great because Reboot, as we've said, combines really well with blocker. Attack with your blocker, do some damage, and then you get to make it active again so that it can block for you in your opponent's turn. 
Next is Metal Greymon, another level 5, 8 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 7000 DP. It has Reboot, so this works really well with that Greymon because it's going to give you jamming. It also has an Inheritable. While this Digimon has Reboot, it gains Security Attack plus 1. Extra security attacks are always good, something you always want, and this is going to give you an extra security attack just by virtue of digivolving into the right Digimon, so that's really nice. Usually you have to jump through a few hoops to get the extra security attack. This just says, if you've got the right setup, digivolve into your level 6, it gets security attack plus 1. Speaking of the correct setup, the next Digimon is War Greymon. This is a level 6, 12 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 11,000 DP. It has Blocker and Reboot. So all those cards we've mentioned that want you to have Reboot. When you Digivolve up to War Greymon, it will have all of those effects. And as we've said with Andromon, the combo of Reboot and Blocker is excellent. So put this card at the top end of your Reboot Matters deck. The last black Digimon we're going to talk about is Machindramon, 12 to play, 4 to Digivolve, 11,000 DP. This is a level 6. It has Blocker, so it's a huge Blocker, and it has on play, Trigger D Digivolve 2 on 2 of your opponent's Digimon. So on 2 of your opponent's Digimon, you're going to trash up to 2 cards from the top of it, and if it has no Digivolution cards or becomes a level 3 Digimon, then you can't trash anymore. So this is another one of those big level 6 sort of tech cards. It's cool because it's a huge blocker, but the play effect seems a little bit lackluster. Remains to be seen whether that Digivolve, D-Digivolve effect is going to be any good because, of course, your opponent still has the card there to then Digivolve back up again. The tamer we're going to talk about is Tai Kamiya. So this is a black tie as opposed to the red tie that we've already mentioned. Four to play is one of those memory tamers, so it sets your memory to three if you have two or less. And it has, on your opponent's turn, all of your black Digimon get plus 1,000 DP. So it buffs your whole team while blocking, because of course this effect only triggers on your opponent's turn. But if you've got a lot of blockers, this could be really good, especially because it stacks, so you can get a lot of these up. It does cost 4 memory, which is often going to be your whole turn, so that's a bit lackluster. But I still really like the effect. I like the sort of DP boost for your blockers. First option card that we're going to mention is Atomic Ray, 3 to play, main effect, unsuspend one of your Digimon with blocker, and security effect, unsuspend all of your Digimon with blocker, and they get plus 5000 DP for the turn. So this is great in a blocker heavy strategy, and just like Flower Cannon, when it comes up from your security, it can really stop an opponent's big winning attack, which is really nice. A good defensive option. And then the next card we're talking about is Infinity Cannon. This is an option, cost 6 to play. Its main effect is trigger D-Digivolve 4 on one of your opponent's Digimon. And its security effect is to activate this card's main effect. So this is kind of Black's big removal card. But remember, it doesn't destroy the Digimon, but if it is a level 6, it does knock it all the way down to level 3. So it kind of really sets your opponent back. And last black card we'll talk about is Looking Back on the Good Times. I love the name of this. I love the art. It's an option. Costs four. Main effect is trigger D-Digivolve one on one of your opponent's Digimon. Then if that Digimon's play cost is four or less, delete it. And the security effect is to add this card to your hand. 
So this is basically your only choice in Black for to straight up remove an opponent's Digimon. So you're going to want to play this, I feel, especially if you're going for a Digivolve strategy or if your opponent is playing a lot of weaker Digimon. This is also really good. And the last color we're going to talk about is purple. Now, purple has all the evil Digimon like devils and imps. Purple wants to trash its own cards, either from the field or from your deck. And then it wants to play its cards from the trash later so sort of a regenerating kind of a strategy and it also gets benefits when it destroys its own cards or when its own cards die the level two we're going to talk about is pagumon so this has an inheritable effect when attacking trash the top card of your deck so this plays really well again with that sort of trash your own cards theme by attacking which is something you want to do anyway it's also going to be putting cards into your trash for you to play later or get value out of so that's kind of nice just incidental value again which is something i'm really passionate about as we've seen through this set review next is impmon this is three to play zero to digivolve 1000 dp it's a level three and it has on deletion trash the top three cards of your deck so this is really good it helps you to get cards again into your trash and it kind of dissuades your opponent sometimes from maybe destroying your level three or attacking into it if you can possibly um, cause them to delete it because it's giving you incidental value which is really nice next is gabumon this is three to play zero to digivolve 2000 dp no main effects but it does have an inheritable which is on deletion trigger draw two then trash one card from your hand so this is really good card draw it does require a level four or higher to be deleted but what i really like is that it kind of sets you up so if your opponent gets rid of one of your bigger digimon it does give you a little bit of value as it goes away which is really nice so sometimes it might make your opponent sort of think twice it makes sure that you're not being too disadvantaged by your digimon being destroyed i really like this effect i like card draw i like incidental value i like making your opponent think twice it's everything i like Tapiamon is next this is a level three three to play zero to digivolve 2000 dp this has a main effect so this is not an inheritable. It says on deletion, trigger, draw one. So like the Gabumon, you're getting to draw. This is a really good choice to be deleted by any of your own effects that require you to delete a Digimon. Remember not to Digivolve this up because once it gets Digivolved up, that effect no longer occurs. It's not inheritable. Next, we have Wizardmon, four to play, two to Digivolve, 4,000 DP. This is a level four. It has all turns, so your and your opponent's turns. If you have a yellow Digimon in play, this Digimon gets retaliation. When this Digimon is deleted after losing a battle, delete the Digimon it was battling, and on deletion, trigger, draw one. I like this because this is sort of the first real multicolor card that we've seen. It mentions a color that this card isn't, so it wants you to play a yellow cards with purple cards. And if you do, you do get a bit more value. This card gets retaliation. You can throw it at your opponent's Digimon to destroy them. And then once this card gets destroyed, not only does it destroy your opponent's Digimon, but you get to draw a card. So it kind of replaces itself. I really like it. It just remains to be seen whether it's going to be worth playing yellow and purple together because we know that at the moment, playing more than one color is a bit risky because there's not much sort of mixing of colors that goes on. There's not a lot of effects that help you play more than one color at the moment. Next we have Devimon, 6 to play, 2 to Digivolve, 4000 DP, he is also a level 4. His main effect is Retaliation, and his Inheritable effect is Retaliation. 
So I don't think you really want retaliation in your higher level Digimon. Mostly what you want retaliation for is to trade your small Digimon for your opponent's large Digimon. So it's interesting to see this as an inheritable effect. Remains to be seen whether this is going to be any good. Next is Chimeramon. So this is now a level 5 that we're talking about. It is 7 to play, 3 to Digivolve, has 7,000 DP and it has on play. You may delete one of your other Digimon to delete one of your opponent's level 5 or lower Digimon. So this is really good removal and it combos well with our Tapiamon, our Impmon, our Galpumon, our cards that want to be destroyed to give you value. So this is really nice. You get to destroy one of your own Digimon, destroy your opponent's Digimon, and then get that effect from your destroyed Digimon. Really cool. Lends itself to kind of some cool strategies. I really like this Chimeramon. Next we have Wegarumon, which make sure you check out the art on this one. It's really sweet. A level 5, 7 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 7,000 DP. And it has no main effect, but it does have an inheritable, which is when attacking once per turn, you may delete one of your other Digimon to unsuspend this Digimon. Now we know that unsuspending your own Digimon is good because it can protect them. It can cause you to have more than one attack in a turn, which is really, really good. And of course, because it's deleting your own Digimon, if you delete your Tapiamon, your Impmon, your Garbumon, you get sort of value out of that as well. Now, the first of our level sixes is Piedmon. This is 12 to play, 3 to Digivolve, 10,000 DP. It has Retaliation. And it also has On Play. You may play up to two level four or lower purple Digimon cards from your trash without paying their memory costs. Any On Play effects on Digimon played with this effect don't activate. So the purple deck that Piedmon is at the head of is sort of considered very strong. You play lots of low-level Digimon, play out the Piedmon once they're all in your trash, and then you get them all onto the field. You get a bunch of effects. You get some really good... Uh, you don't get the effects, sorry. But you get a bunch of sort of small Digimon on the field. You build up a big field. You attack. Considered very good, um, as I said, at least for a little while, although I think Piedmon's been kind of bumped out by Lilithmon in purple these days. Of course, it does destroy some of the higher level level sixes as well because it has retaliation which is really nice so it doesn't necessarily need a lot of power you can still use it to trade with one of your opponent's digimon once you've got that on played effect so i really like the piedmon i think it's going to see a lot of play maybe not necessarily as the main strategy of a deck but it could definitely be a good sort of tech card to put in speaking of lilithmon Lilithmon is a level 6, 12 to Digivolve, 12 to play, sorry, 3 to Digivolve, 11,000 DP. It has, when Digivolving, if you have 10 or more cards in your trash, you may return up to 2 purple option cards from your trash to your hand, and then your turn once per turn, when you use an option card, you gain 2 memory. So this lends itself to a purple option strategy, which is very cool. You play lots of cheap purple options, and then affects the trash your own cards, so you have sort of that first effect being triggered when you digivolve the Lilithmon and then you get to play your sort of smaller purple options basically for free because you get two memory which is really nice you get these big explosive turns something that could be really cool to build around the one tamer we're going to talk about is Matt Ishida so this is four to play it's a memory tamer it has on play return one purple Digimon card or purple option card from your trash to your hand so it doesn't have a consistent effect, but it does recur things and it does give you the choice of whether to get an option or a Digimon. I like having choice. I feel like this could see some play, probably 
not something you're going to want four of, or maybe one or two of, just to get a key piece out of your trash if you've somehow lost it. And then the option card we'll talk about is Trump Sword. This is seven to play. Its main effect is to delete one of your opponent's unsuspended Digimon, and its security effect is to activate this card's main effect. So this is your big removal option in purple. Pretty good. Very nearly as good as Terra Force, actually. Not quite as good because it's got that sort of um, unsuspended clause, but then it is also a little bit cheaper, and it is still a very strong removal option. Plus, the art is just really sweet. You've got Piedmon sort of throwing swords. It's really cool. Now, that is all the main colors we have to talk about, but we're not done yet. We have kind of one more minor color to talk about, white. Now, white isn't really its own color. It doesn't have its own options or tamers, but there are a few cards that are sort of white. So what's important to note about white is that um, it usually indicates a high-level Digimon, so the only white Digimon we have at the moment are six or seven, and of course, if this is the only Digimon you have on the field, you can't play any option cards from your hand, so something to really think about. Now, the first of the three white cards we're going to talk about is Diaboramon. This is a level six, 14 to play regularly, four to Digivolve from a black Digimon, so it Digivolves from a black Digimon. 10,000 DP. It has, when attacking, you may play one Diaboromon token without paying its memory cost. So Diaboromon tokens are level 6 white Digimon with a memory cost of 14, 3,000 DP, and are mega form, unidentified type, and unknown attribute. So you make weaker clones of the Diaboromon when you attack. And on all turns, so all the time, when this Digimon would be deleted in battle, you may delete one of your other Diaboromon to prevent this Digimon from being deleted. So you can, if this would be deleted by being attacked, you get to delete a different Diaboromon to save it. The first token creator that we've seen in Digimon, which is really cool, we've seen tokens be very popular in other games. Um, it protects itself so long as you've got the tokens, which is cool. Unfortunately, it's really slow to get rolling because the tokens don't then generate more tokens. But what you want to do with this one is play all the black Digimon that I didn't talk about, which are the ones that care about having Digimon with the same name, because obviously the tokens have the same name as Diaboromon, so you get those sort of pump effects. Now, the second of the white Digimon we're going to talk about is Millennium Mon. This is 15 to play regularly, 6 to Digivolve from a black Digimon, or 6 to Digivolve from a purple Digimon. You could Digivolve it from either 13,000 DP. It has, when Digivolving, return one of your opponent's Digimon to the bottom of their deck, trash all of the Digivolution cards of that Digimon, and on deletion, if this card has Digivolution cards, you may play this card from your trash without paying its memory cost. So this is pretty strong removal when you digivolve it out. It protects itself so long as you've digivolved it from something, which makes it hard to get rid of. And it's got quite a lot of power. So it's a good top-end card for a black or purple deck, a good sort of finisher. And then the last white card that we need to talk about, you've probably heard of this one, even if you haven't really heard of many of the other cards. It is, of course, Omnimon. So I have to address this before I get into Omnimon. Omnimon is generally agreed to be the strongest card and the strongest deck at the moment. It's likely going to top the 1.0 meta because not only is it powerful, but it's also a really popular character. So if you're hoping to compete, if you're hoping to play in tournaments, make sure that when you're building your deck, you consider how does it work against Omnimon. Because I can't say it's definitely going to be the best deck, but you're definitely going to be playing against a lot of them. So you want to be able to beat Omnimon when you're making your deck if you're intending to compete. So let's get to it. It's a level 7, 15 to play. It costs 6 to Digivolve from a red level 6, 6 to Digivolve from a 
blue level 6. So, like the Millenniumon, which digivolves from either a black or a purple level 6, Omnimon can digivolve from either a red or a blue level 6. It has 15,000 DP. That is the most power of any Digimon in the game currently, so it tramples over everything in a fair fight. It has, when Digivolving, choose one of your opponent's Digimon, delete all of your opponent's Digimon that share a name with it. So you choose one of your opponent's Digimon, and then you delete it and every other Digimon they control that shares a name with it. So you can often delete at least two, sometimes even three, four of your opponent's Digimon, which is really cool. And of course, this completely wipes out Diaboramon tokens. It also has when attacking, you can unsuspend this Digimon by returning one of your di- this Digimon's level 6 Digivolution cards to your hand. So it gets a free sort of unsuspend when this card attacks. So the idea is that you Digivolve this up, give it a bunch of extra security attacks, etc. Wipe out your opponent's security in one attack, get rid of the level 6 to unsuspend it, attack again for the win. And that brings us to the end. So I have a couple of closing remarks that I wanted to mention. From the looks of things, the colors look fairly balanced, which is a really great place to be starting for this game. No color seems to be hopelessly outclassed. Even the weaker colors, green and yellow, could still seem to have maybe one or two routes they could go where they're going to be able to compete, maybe pull off some surprise wins. And the colors each have really clear identities, which is nice. I was able to very easily describe what each color does, not only aesthetically, but mechanically. So it's everything's not getting jumbled. You know what all the colors are doing. It makes it a bit easier to get into. Because this is a mix of the first three Japanese sets, we've never had this particular combination of cards as the whole of the meta before. So us in the English-speaking world, we're in a really exciting position. We get to explore a whole new meta, new combinations. We'll have new best decks, new worst decks. It's going to be great. I'm really excited about this. I love being at the forefront of this kind of stuff. I hope you're getting excited about that too. If I had to say what I'm most looking forward to, I would probably say red because I love the Argumon line and I love aggro, but I also like green because I love ramp strategies and sort of big stompy Digimon, and purple because I really like that sort of I destroy my own things and I get value out of it strategy. So I think I'm not the only one. I have a lot of things that I'm looking forward to in this coming set, which is really cool. And of course in 1.5, which is going to be coming out very shortly after this. So my question to you at the end of all of this, listeners, is which card or colour or colours are you most looking forward to playing and why? Please tweet at me at ConnorEFMG. If you have any questions, comments, feedback or concerns, please send them to me at MemoryGatePodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter. Tune in weekly for new episodes. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out. <laughs>